Well, greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and this is episode 93, Creator's Corner, with actor-producer Kyle Hester, who's got uh, a movie called Preacher 6 in the works, and we're going to discuss that, his career, career, and things that's of that nature. Uh, so, stick around. Alrighty, folks, please welcome my guests of today's Creators Corner, episode 93, actor and producer Kyle Hester. <laughs> How are you, Thank sir? you so much for having me. I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm living the dream. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate it. Uh, so, actor, producer how why well you know what it's funny because um it started basically for me when i was a kid it's like i knew that i wanted to uh to be an actor since i was like in seventh grade which is pretty unusual um but uh yeah i was like i started doing doing plays and and the bug you know got me and so i've, I've been doing stage and theater and and film basically one way or the other, you know, for as long as I can remember. Wow, seventh grade? I know, isn't that crazy? How old are you in seventh grade? Um, uh, how, old you, how old was seventh grader? Uh, uh, 10? 12? 12, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Having something like your, that. Your, you set your goal and you made it. Shit, fuck that. <laughs> that's, that's dedication, my brother. So, yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, well, it, it's been a ride, we'll say that. <laughs> so what was, okay, you've been doing stage and theater uh, and film. What was the the stage play or the, the, what was that thing, whether it movie, stage, theater, whatever it was, that made you say, that's what I want to do. That's, that's what it is. What was that? Well, there was, there, there was, there was two things. There was the stage thing was um, I saw a chorus line. One of my mom's, my mom and dad's friends took, took my sister and I to go see a chorus line. And, um, and I was just like, oh, my God, that is amazing. You know, and, and so basically I fell in love with theater from watching that play. And I, and I always wanted to, um, to play the part of Mike. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a chorus line, but um, Mike's the guy who says he, he sings like I can do that, and um, so you know he tap dances and you know all that kind of stuff. So and and I ended up you know playing Mike in a chorus line um, in uh, in college in a college play somewhere in Texas. Wow! Wait, chorus line? I know I know the name. I can't picture what what was the chorus line story. Uh, course line it's basically yeah it's basically about um a, a bunch of like uh actors in this lineup audition 
And so the whole the whole show is about basically the audition process um, for for theater. And um uh, and so they uh, you know sing and dance about their own stories and stuff like that. So but uh yeah, oh, it's, it's a cool show. And they, they sing and dance their story until we get to the moment where whatever the case may be. Oh, I got it. Yeah, you know what? Actually, they, it, right? they made they made it into a movie. Um, I, Michael Douglas was um, he was in the movie chorus line. So if you if you don't get a chance to see the play, you can check out the the movie to see what it's all about. Michael Douglas was in chorus line. Crazy, huh? Holy shit! All right, so what was the yep. second thing? What was the second thing? Well, the second thing was what basically led me from theater to film. And um, I was in—I went to the performing arts high school in Houston, and um, so that was like you know, acting, dancing, and the whole the whole deal. And um, and I saw, and and this is actually gonna—it's a. It's going to be a two-part because I know that there's another question you want to ask me, and the answer is the same. And and the film that basically changed my whole life was The Shining <gasps> with Jack Nicholson. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I just that movie, like, just basically it just grabbed me. It was like, this is amazing. The acting's amazing. The intensity, Jack Nicholson's performance, like, you know, all, everybody's performance, but I mean, especially Jack Nicholson. It was just like um, mesmerizing, yeah, you know? And I was like, kind of wow. A normal that... guy, per se, to a fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that there's a lot, there's a lot there, you know, with um, basically humanity and um, and what is what is possible, you know, but, um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, the you know, film, film is the thing. That's, that's what I would like to do. Thank you very much. And, um, so been, been pursuing that ever since. Cool. So the shining of all things. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is, that is my, I'd have to say my favorite, my favorite film too. Wow, that's got to so be it's, quite it's, the one-two punch. The chorus line and The Shining brought me into <laughs> this presentation. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's like it's like they had nothing to do with each other, know. you know, or not even in the same, yeah. you know, in the same, yeah, same anything. <laughs> well, what's the famous song from a chorus line? I know there's a um, song out there. Uh, I just uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, see, Mike, Mike sang a song called I Can Do That, but it's not like, uh, he's not really, a, he kind of like talk sings, so it's not, it's not like a great song song, okay. but it's more like this, this yeah, it's more like the, the story of it, but um, yeah, you well, gotta, you gotta check it, it out there, you gotta check out Michael Douglas. I'm definitely gonna look it up, I'm definitely, but The Shining, wow, and to be honest with you, I've only seen the beginning I popped in for, I guess, not the axe-wielding part, but I think when uh, the the old man gets the shining from the kid and he decides uh-huh. to go back. And then I popped yeah, yeah. in and he's already chasing them through the maze and shit. I'm like, ah, fuck. I got to watch this movie again. So, but that is... You, dude, you, you got you to sit down. You yeah. got to take the ride. Take the whole ride, you know, of the movie because yeah. it, it definitely... Um, and there's a lot to it. There's a lot of like 
hidden gems. What does this mean? What's that mean? Like, you know, the the hotel itself, you know, yeah. it's like it has its own life, you know, and, and it's like the, the, it, the hotel seems to change, you know, so you just got to like pay attention. Like, was that the same as, as in that last shot? And then it's like, no, because something's different because everything's kind of constantly moving and changing. So it like has a personality. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah. uh, I, I don't want to turn this into the Shining interview, but because, again, I don't I, I, I've been spoiled the ending countless fucking times on YouTube and all that shit. Uh, everybody does a top 10 list and oh, the Shining and they talk about it and all that stuff. What is, I understand. Is he or was maybe I got to watch the movie, but I'm going to ask you because you this is your movie. Is he the devil, or was he the devil, or was he always part of the... Because he's in that picture, and he's doing the pose, and everybody connects that to a devil pose or something like that, hand up, hand down type thing. Or is that something I have uh, to sit it, down and it, watch to get... You know, I don't I don't know, man. I think that's, I think that's one of those things... That people deep dive into, I, right? That people, like, deep dive, and it's like, is that that thing? And it's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, it's like, I never it got I never got that. And, like, the movie, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, I, just, I don't know. I, I, I don't just, know. like, it's just something that popped into my head. So Cool, uh, cool. But, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I remember that. Yeah. So, what was your first movie? Either to produce or uh, act in? Um... Okay, but well that's way different timelines. Um, oh, okay. Let's see, the the first right. movie, your first, uh, the first. Okay, but okay, okay, okay. The first film that I was ever cast in um, that was not like a college production or something like that was um, was actually um, a movie called Andersonville, and and that was directed by John Frankenheimer. It was uh, it basically Andersonville is about the Civil War camp. Um, in Andersonville, Georgia, and um, so yeah, I, I, I basically auditioned and I booked one line for a, like a part and one line, and then I basically went in and and this this other kid didn't know his lines, and it's John Frankenheimer. He, he's like, does anybody know these goddamn lines? <laughs> and I had been and I had been studying the, the the scenes, you know, all morning. And I like uh, I I know him, and so he's like, "Come here, read him with me." So I I read with John Frankenheimer. Do you know who that is? No, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I'm not John Frankenheimer. Um, he's he's not with us anymore, but he was like um, a huge prolific director um, in the '60s. He he was like a Birdman of Alcatraz and the the Train. Um, that was him. He's one all. All kinds of all kinds of awards. So that yeah, that's oh, so that's who he is. And um, yeah, so basically, I you know I ended up playing that kid's part, or I ended up splitting his part with him in this in this one scene. And John was like, "I'm going to use a lot use a lot in this movie." And I ended up playing three different parts, and I was I was on on that set for three months. Oh, very cool. That's fucking cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, it was. I, it's a. It's a great story. Andersonville, and this is the Andersonville. Oh, uh, Frankenheimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Doing yeah, John Frank. John Frankenheimer. Andersonville. Oh wow, that is really fucking cool. So what? When did? All right. Uh, 
Frankenheimer. Pretend I know how to spell that. <laughs> so, what was, uh, so, okay, that was your first uh, film, right? As an actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was the first the first film that was in um in in Georgia. I was living in in, in Atlanta at the time, and I had done um, a couple of shows at the Alliance Theater, and then they ended up doing that, and then booked a Last Dance with Sharon Stone. So Sharon Stone got to kill me. So it's <laughs> funny because I, I just did a YouTube I just did a YouTube video today, and I joked about that how like how like uh, you know the part that I played in it was like because Sharon Stone killed me the last dance is about Sharon Stone who goes to, to death row right uh-huh. so um, so my my character was the character that she filmed so the or that, that she killed uh-huh. so the joke was that uh, her career she can thank me for her career because um, if I hadn't played that part and she then there would be no last dance because she wouldn't have been able to kill anyone there would be no plot line so you know, so Sharon Stone. Oh, wow, that's really cool. That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> that's really cool. I, was, I was murdered by Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah, 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 Very totally, cool. totally. Oh wow! What yeah, I, next, I have a cl- I have a one? clip of it. I have a clip of that, like of me flying through the window, um, in that uh, <laughs> in that late my latest YouTube video. Oh, cool. Uh, all right, so we're gonna skip ahead real quick. You just, uh, your YouTube channel is two years old, as you as you told me, and you're just now getting uh, more into uh, posting stuff. Uh, you know what? I've I've kind of done. I've been like I've done Hollywood walks, and you know, I've done like film stuff, and mm-hmm. I've done all kinds of things on the channel. Okay. You know, because um, it's, it's like you know, well, I figure it's me. I can do whatever I want, yeah. and um, it's like. It's a, it's difficult. Like, what is like YouTube want to see? And I did this video about like the tents in Hollywood, and um, so I like walk around and do like these kind of like walking tour. You know, like this is what's going on in Hollywood, and um, and it's like the tents video was it got like fifteen hundred views. I'm like, oh. really, really YouTube? It's like you know. So I, I do all this other kind of like positive, funny stuff, well, and then hey, no one. If I post a video about you know fucking homeless people in tents it's like the, all of a sudden everybody wants to watch that it's like are you kidding me so so yeah so i'm just like you know all right but it's um, like i don't want to be you, you know what i mean yeah <laughs> i this just i don't know why this didn't pop into my head earlier but it just did so it shows you how slow <laughs> i am sag aftra we got to talk about this yeah all right and, and the writer strike SAG after strike and yeah. writer strike. Uh, yeah. What, what are you striking right now? Well, I'm. I am. I am SAG. So um, yeah, I'm not working right now. Uh-huh. So it's like I think that some productions are getting like there's some indie stuff that like they're they're giving waivers to. So basically, this this strike is really against the the big studios. Yes. Um. Yeah, so so like they are doing waivers for smaller stuff, but I'm I'm currently um, not doing anything at the moment. I might have some coming up later yeah. this month, but yeah, but because but um, because of the strike though, you you because you, you, you don't want to cross that picket line, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So the big studios is what Universal, Disney. It 
Uh, a- yeah, Amazon, you know, Hulu, NBC, ABC, CBS, like all all of the big players. The Disney, yeah, Disney Plus, like you yeah. said, um, uh, Paramount. You know, all the the big. If if it has an app and you're familiar with it, that would be probably part of the AMPT. Okay. You know, the produ- the producers guild. So um so yeah basically it's like um so are in a nutshell in a nutshell what's that are you part of the AMP uh, what's it called AMPPA No 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 Okay you just no. strictly with SAG Yeah 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 Okay yeah I'm just I'm just I'm just SAG it's like my my uh the films that I produce are like total like low budget indies which is okay, not part of the equation or negotiating situation That's fine That's fine but you're with the good people though yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 indie all the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've tried to explain it as best as my knowledge goes of it. But can you enlighten us a little bit about the the strike and what exactly they're fighting yeah. for, or what are they striking for? And is there? I thought I heard something from either Kevin Smith or I, I think Kevin and Mark Bernard and on Fat Man Beyond. Uh, that some studio is trying to approach the table or anything, but can you like get us from uh, what is it we're fighting for and how we are where where you are right now? Right. Well, I don't know where we are as far as negotiations go, okay. but I do know that basically what this is all about is um, when Netflix came about, you know, in like the late nineties, um, that began. That was the beginning of the whole slippery slope because with, when Netflix came around, um, they, they had like their rentals, but then they went to the, the monthly thing. And then they went to basically buying films, you know, for a little bit of money. Um, and then, so, so they would like buy an independent filmmakers film. So here's, here's two grand, you know, I get that contract. I get to show your movie for $2,000 for a, whatever the time period is like two, two years. Right. Uh-huh. So, so basically, and what in back in the day, people were like, Oh no, this is great. I'll have my film on Netflix and it, you know, the people will, it'll get exposure and then I'll make money other places. And so that didn't ever happen because I don't know why people thought that, but it's like people did. So, Basically, so Netflix would be able to buy a film and then that totally kills the film for anywhere else. You know, it's like, so that filmmaker is no longer going to make money from that movie, right? That and then and Netflix it. doesn't do, what's that? That two grand is it. That's that's the money you made off the, yeah, that's, that's it. the money they would make. That's it. That's, it's a buyout. It's a buyout. So it's like, you know, if, if millions of people watch your movie on, on Netflix, Netflix, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like the people making the money are the big people oh. that's the netflix you know because they have all in the monthly subscriptions right mm-hmm. so they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars you know every month off of the backs of these movies and there's no transparency there's no like um there's no residuals you know yeah. for for any of it so basically as an actor it's kind of like if you're going to live and survive as an actor it's like you have to have residuals yeah. you know um because unless, you know, you're a superstar and you get paid like a million dollars for yeah. a film, you could probably live off of that, yeah. you know. But 
it's like, but that's not the case, you know? Real, so, like, so basically, so you know. yeah. So all of these things came along like Netflix and, and then Amazon where there's no accountability for how much money they're making off of the movie. And it's not being passed to the actual producers of it. Like it should be. Mm. So it's like, you know, you can, you can go into, um, you know, it's like, if, let's say you, you are, you have a movie on Amazon, you know, or you're part of the Amazon thing. You, you can't get how many times is my movie watched? How much, how much money should I be getting per view for my film? You know, so there's no way to do that now. Yeah, because they say, well, it's hard to tell because you don't really know, blah, blah, blah. So that, this is the argument that's going on right now. It's like all these fat cats you know, the Amazons and the Netflix and the Hulus, you know, yeah. that are making the money off of the artist. And whereas like, you know, the, the actors, it's, it's, it's hard to get work, you know, yeah. it's hard to be an actor in the first place, you know? So it's like you, and it's, they just keep chipping and chipping and chipping away, you know, at the ability, you know, for filmmakers to make money. Yeah. To you know, there was, um, of so it's like, yeah. you know, same as, same with Amazon prime. You know, Amazon Prime um, killed independent film. You know, it's like when people can can watch movies for nothing. So, so basically, everyone at this point, there's Netflix and there's all these other streaming platforms where people are used to watching movies for nothing, oh. right? So, there's not a whole lot of incentive to rent a movie. Yeah. You know, um, unless like unless it's not available for free and you want to see it. Yeah. You know, That's the so. It was that. That's the renting part of uh, Amazon. Is it? What do you mean by they right. that they killed the independent? You, you're, you're getting to that, right? You're getting to that. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's because um, Amazon people and it, it is it's filmmakers' fault too, because they put their movies on Amazon Prime. Now Amazon Prime is free, right? Yeah. So for X amount and I money think that like month, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're making the money. Yes, that, but I mean that. to watch it, it's, to watch it is free. Uh -huh. You know, if if you have Prime, so you pay your seventeen bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Right. So so Amazon is making the money from these films that are on Prime. Now, if if you watch a movie on Prime, the filmmaker, you know, they're going to get a penny, something, you know, around for that watch. So people were like, "Oh, Amazon's huge." I'm going to be able to put my movie on Amazon and it's, you know, there's 500 bazillion people that, are, that watch movies on Amazon. So because they have such a big platform, I'm going to get rich because there's so many people that are going to watch my movie on Amazon. And what they don't tell you is that they don't do any advertising for you. So, so it's like, so now you're telling all of your people to go watch your movie. Hey, my film's on Amazon. Go, go check it out. You know, it's on Prime. Um, and all your friends, you know, you know, will go watch it. You'll get a penny, you know, from those views, you know, but it's unsustainable. No. You know, and, and it's like there was a film that, that I was a part of. Um, it's one of the ones that we're going to talk about later. Okay. But uh, that the, the that the distributor of it put it up on Prime first, and I was like, "You just you just killed this movie. Holy you God. just killed this movie, you know." And um and and that was 
Well, I'll, chill. I'll just tell you, it's, it was it was the chair with Roddy Piper, and um, wow. and the distributor put it up on Amazon Prime first, so totally took the legs out from under it. So now it's like you know everybody went and watched it, you know, for free, you know, or for the pennies that mm-hmm. the production is going to get, you know, and and that's it. And he, and he was like, "No, man," you know, I, <laughs> I was like going back and forth with this guy um, mm-hmm. on. Twitter Twitter DMs. He's like, "Why don't you call me? You want you want to talk? Why don't you call me?" So I said, "All right." So I I stopped tweet. I stopped with the messages. I called I called the dis- distributor mm-hmm. and um, got him on the phone. And I was like, "Yeah, man. I mean, he, he let, yeah, let's talk. You just killed this movie, and here's why. I'll explain it to you. You know, and um, and kind of like I'm explaining how yeah. this works now. Is like I was saying to him, and um, and he was like, "You don't know what you're talking about." And uh-huh. so sure enough, you know. That, that film never made a nickel. Holy you know? shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's you know, I mean, crazy, and the thing man. is, and now, and now everybody's, now, now there's strikes about it because people have, uh, have all of a sudden they've figured out, it's like, oh, they've caught up to maybe that wasn't so smart, yeah. you know? Holy fucking shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, these, big, so. and then these big companies, they, it's like they don't see where there's, you know, as long as they're making money, they don't see where the problem is. Like exactly, no, you're, exactly. You're, you're exactly making a profit off of people's hard work, and you're not, you know, paying them or re- not rewarding, but paying them for their hard work. Yeah, you know, they like they, I yeah, yeah. That, that's that's exactly right. So that is what that is what this moment in time is all about that's what the the writers you know and um and the actors so that's what this is all about is like you know the the rich getting richer and uh, you know off of the backs of people that you know are are making less and less money because of this whole because of this whole framework because of, of how things work now because of streaming you know it's like the, just, there wasn't you know uh, 10 years to 15 years ago there wasn't amazon prime and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all this kind of stuff. This is all new. Yeah. So and because of that, and there's no there's no um, accountability as far as like how much each movie is making. So they don't have any kind of way that is like written down for uh, accountability. So like there's no way for a producer to find out like how much is my movie making. You just have to oh we just have to trust you I guess. You know, but and so is that is that also uh, yeah. when they say when they say that oh well, there's no way to track this is that bullshit? Because there of course has it's to bullshit. be a way for them to be like oh, yeah. yeah this movie just got like because of course the, everything's being tracked. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, they they know just they know exactly how many views everything's making. But then they're like, yeah, but we don't know, you know, how much of this movie is actually bringing money into here because they were already a prime member or whatever. It's like, these, can but you can you imagine those arguments? Yeah, that's still, you know that's still bullshit. Yeah. because you do know. That's of the course, thing. you is. do know. Of course, it is. Wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. And this is all Netflix's fault because they're the ones who originated it. They originated this horrible, horrible situation, and that's why these, these. I guess they were that's also why they thinking about so much money. money. Yeah, and that's that's why they actually like I went to um, to this the picket line a few times last week, and so the, the picket line is outside of Netflix um, on Sunset. Oh wow, that's fucking ridiculous. You would 
it, it kind of frustrates it. <laughs> it's frustrating. Even as someone who's not, I'm, I'm not an actor, I'm not a producer, I'm not any any of this stuff. It's something I would love to dip my toe in. But shit like that just tells you, like, no, fuck that. You're better off, like you said. Well, you know what? Here, here's, here's what here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Here's what, like, uh, with preacher with. Um, I know I'm jumping ahead here. No, and we were talking about things. But... It's perfectly fine. Uh, okay, okay. I got ADHD. Um, so I jump preacher... around all over the fucking place. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So there's okay. So let's talk. Preacher Six. Preacher Six yes, is a movie that my right? that my wife wrote. And that uh, that I ended up, um, I produced it, and like we raised the money for it, and you know, and made it happen, and um, and I play Preacher Six, I play the the lead in it, and um, so that, and this was this was a while ago, this was like five years ago we shot it, and um, so long story short, we lost some of the VFX files along the way, oh, wow. and um, and and so basically, uh, I'm having to kind of. Uh, pick up the ball where we had lost a bunch of stuff. So I have to recreate a lot of the stuff for the film. Um, and that, that's what we're doing right now. I'm actually going to be launching an Indiegogo for it here in about a week. Um, but so, so there's Preacher 6. And so when it comes out, like what I'm going to do based on this conversation about like not making any money, putting shit on Amazon Prime and Netflix, yeah. is I'm going to release it on DVD first and and uh, it's like uh i don't know how many people use dvds but people do yeah no, you know I'm, still the, I'm very much physical media i love the streaming it's cool yeah, and yeah. All that. but if god forbid something happens and all my data all yeah. that data's gone i at least have the physical copy i can watch whenever the fuck i want you know exactly exactly so so that's so that's what we're going to do first we're going to release it on dvd first and um and i you know that is a way, you know, to, it's like selling, you know, books out of your car, out of your trunk. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I did a movie. You want to buy a DVD? <laughs> you know, but it's like, there, there is a that bunch of DVDs this, in there. You're like, Hey, you want to buy some DVDs? <laughs> hey, you want to buy a DVD? I made a movie. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to be the first step. And then the second step is going to be, um, to put it online for rental on Vimeo. Oh, so, and so Vimeo is a platform where I think the the owner of the channel gets ninety percent of whatever the rental is. So it's it's the best monetary way for a filmmaker to make money. You know, from from base just on a percentage basis. You know, from, from streaming. So you put from a streaming put, service. It's the best on, on on the streaming service. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yes, it wouldn't be a free thing, you know. So it'd be like you have to rent, you have to rent the movie. Yeah. Um. So so there's there's that. So it's like DVD first, rental second, and then there's the other things that like uh, Tubi, which is like commercial based. Yes. You know. So so those kinds of things will come later. You know. So basically, oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll have it on DVD and Vimeo for um first and you know try to pay back because because i care i would like to pay back the investors you know that that put their money into it yeah you know and that's what people that's what people don't think about it's like this none of this is free yeah you know it's like making a movie costs a lot of money you know so so like just to go ah fuck it yeah we'll just put it up on prime it's like really go fuck yourself <laughs> you know go fuck yourself 
I think I might have used those words to a certain somebody that we were talking earlier. I don't blame it you. It was not I a polite conversation. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, yeah. man. Come on, man. Use, use your fucking head. Do your research and shit, you know? Yeah. And but the thing is, here's why distributors don't care. Because as, as a filmmaker, you know, I'm just one person. I am one person with one movie. Okay. Now, as a distributor, they have lots of movies. So they'll take on, Yo, oh, yeah, what do you got? You got a film with Roddy Piper? Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll throw it up on Prime. Yeah, and then that movie to them is going to make, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks, you know, a month or something like that. So, so they're making a little bit of money, but it's not just that one movie. It's all the movies. It's like taking yeah. a bunch of shit and throwing it against the wall. And so you're making a little bit of money off of all these individuals' hard work. So it's like, so that's where it doesn't matter to them that, that, that they just killed this movie because they're still going to make a little bit, but they've got a hundred other movies that they're making a little bit off of. Ah, uh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what so and that's, that's why. No, go ahead. No, it's like that. That's why um, people are, are t- basically striking, you know, right now is because um, it's very, very difficult to to make it as a filmmaker. You know, to to make your money back, much less make money. Yeah. You know, so so which is why I'm gonna do Preacher Six. It's like I'm just I'm just trying to you know <laughs> trying to pay my people back. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's funny because uh, you also mentioned that. That also struck to mind. I just saw on Instagram, I think, a little quick clip of TLC. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Lisa Lisa Lefty Lopez. She was explaining why they're not making any money or why they don't have any money. But you know, and yeah, Spotify. It, same 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 story with music. Spotify. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically, you know, it's like I think unless you're unless you have millions and millions of downloads from Spotify as a musician, like you're not making any money. Mm. Wow. So so that's so so and well, this that's was, like the whole this this video. I'm sorry, but this video was like a uh, little before even Spotify came out. She was talking about like not just the the, the studio that produces the, the the music but the the people that make the music the people the the like it trickles down so much and that yeah. at the same time like yeah. they could end up with uh, just throwing a fucking number out there 300 uh, let's say uh 30 million dollars and then they have to split that 30 million between the three of them then they have to split the that, those x amount of monies that they make for individually you got the taxes coming and because they're in a certain percentage, they get more taxes. And so those more taxes, oh, yeah. they're, they're walking away with like, I don't know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 from an album that made yeah. buco fucking bucks for the studio or the, the whoever. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't, that's the I, I don't know a whole lot about the music industry, but I know that it's, it's, it's you're similar, swimming with right? sharks. Yeah. It's you probably, know? Oh, they're probably even worse. Probably. Yeah. So, wow, that's it. You've blown my mind and opened it and, you know, turned it around and shoved it back in. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so Preacher Six is what you're currently working on, uh, as we we've been discussing, yeah. and you're gonna go yeah, you know, I, route we have some we have some like old some kind of we have like some old like uh, trailers that were um, kind of like proof of concept trailers that you can see they're on YouTube. So if you look up um, uh, Preacher Six on YouTube, you, there'll be several. Uh, trailers that have come out, and then one there's an actual scene uh, with Carmen Argenziano, um, who was um, he was awesome. He's no longer with us. Oh wow! Um, but but definitely check out the trailers on on uh, uh, yeah on YouTube and um, yeah sure. and sh- share them and like them and all that stuff and oh, follow me on YouTube. Oh, sure. I'm going to be kind of like yep. in- including what's going on with Preacher Six, you know, as I go on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, tell us about Preacher Six. What's it about? Preacher Six is about a small town preacher who comes through the big city and ends up fighting demons in a literal sense. Huh. So it's uh, it's it's a little like uh, it's not a religious film. So it's it's a little like um, it's like a Quentin Tarantino, you know, kind of thing. So uh, if Quentin there, Tarantino some met de- the Exorcist, <laughs> what's that? If it, it's kind of like uh, if Quentin Tarantino met the Exorcist. Or uh, directed <laughs> The Exorcist or something like that. <laughs> something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh, there's some cool. some cool characters in it. Yeah. So it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun. So there's a lot of work ahead of me to get it finished mm-hmm. um, with with some new uh, VFX people. And um, but uh, but we're gonna get it done and out. Right, and yeah, the Indiegogo drops when? Um, it'll be dropping in about a week. In about a week. All right. Yeah. A week from today. So what we're saying? What like, is what, today? Next Sunday or today's Sunday? Probably, probably, um, maybe less than a week. I think I might drop it on Saturday. All right. And yeah. I can't go to my calendar. I don't have a fucking calendar. I gotta rely so much on this damn phone. Uh- <laughs> I, I- I know, I know. You see, you see the problem, and then they, you know, the phones become like you know the the keys for the car. Yeah, and I then, remember. Uh, what, what do you? Not to sound, I'm 35, but not to sound so old. I remember when we didn't have cell phones like that. I remember oh, yeah. you literally to had to use the payphone, or if mm-hmm. you did, if you had the money for a cell phone, it was a little flip phone, and you you barely text. You just called, and you know. You know, I even remember beepers, but yeah. I was too young for beepers. I would, I would do it. I was just going to say that when I first got here, um, that was part of the requirement uh, for for being with an agency was to have a beeper, oh, so wow. that like you know they could they could beep you and then you call them back to get like what the audition is. Oh shit! Yeah, that was the original text message. Beep beep. Oh shit! Let me make this call. Yep. Oh yeah, and then you could you could like you know you got to pay send, phone for send, the quarter. You know. <laughs> you know. Send like send like a three number code that like you know what that means yeah. you know <laughs> the good times though it was so much simpler you know I know I know it totally so agree you know agreed. Now they've made things easy and it's still difficult because you gotta it's it's I don't know I don't know that, I'm going <laughs> off on a tangent but um so have you written anything or are you planning on writing anything. 
No, I think I'm just I'm going to stay on this on this side of the camera and production, and I'll let the, the those creatives do that. Like my wife is she wrote Preacher Six, and um, and we we're also going to be doing some other films because we're crazy. After all the things that I just explained to you about how difficult it is, it's like, and yet we still want to do it. What is wrong with me? You I, know, <laughs> it's the, I, I, I think it's the love for creating in a sense, right? It's uh, it, it is, it is, like it's it is. The process is probably so addicting that you like, even though it's hard, it's so much like it's like an uh, what is it endorphins? It produces endorphins, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what? But yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, uh, Kyle Hester, I don't want to let you go too soon, uh, but what is your, I just watched a video on YouTube. I wanted to get your opinion on this Okay. as, as someone who's in the industry. Uh, my friend Eddie Stake did uh, a commentary on Karate Kid, right? Okay. 1984. Had so many fucking movies that we still quote to this day, remember to this day, and mm -hmm. I had no idea. Just, uh, just, uh, just at the list that he posted on the screen, I'm like, holy fucking shit! That movie came out in '84, and it's still something. Why do you do you? What do you think is? Why can't we be like that anymore? What do you think? What what is what what would be your why can't we have you know years or a year when movies were like that? What do you think that is? What do you think is the the I, I don't even know the fucking word, but what is wrong with well, this? Okay. what is wrong here's, with Hollywood that's not doing that? I'll tell I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's wrong. Because oh wow man okay we're we're like you know your name is Neo we're fucking going down the rabbit hole right now. Um, <laughs> All right, so, go ahead. So, I'm ready. I'm buckled in. The, Let's go. The reason the reason why is because Hollywood killed itself by doing what they're doing, so they have to justify. Put it like you know you have like you know seventeen thousand Marvel movies that came out mm -hmm. you know just recently yeah. you know so they have to justify getting millions of viewers to be able to make money back because they they shot themselves in the foot because it's all streaming now you know because back in the day you could make a movie you know let's just do some simple math you know you make a movie and if you get a hundred thousand people. You know, to watch or to to buy your movie, hundred thousand people. You know, at we'll say ten dollars, just for for lack of yeah. any other complicated numbers. So you have a hundred thousand people that go rent your movie, and you did your movie for like two hundred thousand dollars back mm, in the day, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just made eight hundred thousand dollars on your movie. Wow. So circle back to today. So you get those same 100,000 people that watch your movie on Amazon Prime and you got a penny, a person, watching those movies, you're not making any money. So, so the independent, and that's why this goes back to how did independent film die? This is it. This is the answer. Because they cannot 
make money the way they used to because of this thing that has been set up by themselves. So they basically have killed themselves by doing the streaming and and all of this kind of stuff. And and the bigger the budget, you know, the less... Yeah, the bigger the budget, the bigger the marketing budget, you know, all all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, you know... I think the first movie back in cinemas was the Tom Cruise, you know, the uh, the, the, the airplane. Uh, Maverick. Uh, thank Maverick. you, Maverick. Which is um, actually really good. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that was like, oh, no, you know, it was good. I watched it. Yeah. Um, so they that so that film, you know, was $200 million or something like that. And he said they had to put it in theaters, you know, for a certain amount of time. You know, and, it, and they did. And it was popular. And it made back the money. But it's like there was no, you know, well, COVID is another thing, but it's like, you know, oh, yeah. with with the way the theaters work, it's hard to get a movie into a theater at all. Yeah. You know, you, you, where they used to, you know, when people went to go watch movies, you know, at the Dollar Theater or like yeah. the Art House, you know, or, or whatever, you know, it's like uh, that was a way for your movie to get exposure, you know, and make a little bit of money. You know, so now it's even hard. It's like that market share is gone. You know, so now you're left with what streaming. So then the only the only answer for filmmakers to make any money, if there are any filmmakers who listen to this podcast, is to rent your movie. Get people to rent it. You know, and it's like put those that energy there, and then you know when everyone that you know, you know doesn't has, has rented it or you've run out of people that you can talk to about it, yeah. you know, then put it up on, you know, on the, you know, Tubi and stuff like that with the ad based, you know, yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like, so, so that's why, that's why, because, because over. they can't, because they, they can't make money. They can't make money on like a little cute, funny, you know, movie like, Oh, isn't that great? You know, like yeah. weird science. Yeah. You know, like we're we're and, that's one of those that's one of those movies. I I love that movie. And I've you know, noticed, and that's one of those things where how would that make money today? Oh yeah, that would have been a that would have been like like let's say like the Flash would have been in the theaters for a short time, yeah. and they would have thrown it onto VOD or something like that, or or straight to DVD. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was yep. the thing before exactly. streaming. It was straight to DVD, right? Yeah. Yeah, or video yeah. I mean, it's like right now. Like I mean, it's like I'm, I'm doing. Like, I have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's like Kyle Hester, actor guy. Patreon, it's like for three dollars, you know. And that is actually a way that um, that it's like I'm putting that money towards finishing the movie. Yeah. You know, so it's like I mean, it's not much, but it's something. So it's like so all of all these ways of of doing, you know, just to, just to get to get my film finished, you know, and um. It's like we just keep, we just got to keep going, yeah, you know. And so hopefully there's hopefully there's there's some hopefully this doesn't go on for eight months, you know, or whatever the strikes, oh, and, uh, and they make yeah. the, the deal. But like you know, the whole the whole like marketplace has to change. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. And, it's and it's like, like it, indie has to come back, and it's like you know people got to be be okay with like renting a movie. Yeah, you know, four yeah. or five bucks, you know, to rent a movie. You know, it's like it's like yeah, if you go to a movie. If right. you're a fan of movies, you any little support would help. You know, 
you're supporting exactly. something that, that you love. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And Otherwise, I, you know, you're you're just gonna get, you know, like the, these big the big giant two hundred million dollar movies where they basically put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know, to and put all their money behind that. And that, yeah, you know? I remember oh. there was also before before it became Marvel movies. I love them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but oh, before yeah, it was too. that, there was the sequels. They 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 couldn't yeah. uh, or remakes. Hollywood could yep. not come up with something original, and they still can't. You know, or they at least right. won't put the money into something original because they they don't want to take the risk or whatever the case may be. But they said, hey. It's been 15, 20 years since we've done Beverly Hills Cop. Let's do another one. That made money in 1984 or 1993, where yep. whenever the last one was. Yep. And, you know, I know. They, no, they come back 15, 20. They, they, they rely, they'd rather take the risk of that financial risk on nostalgia than on something new. You know, granted, yep. nostalgia has proven to be a moneymaker. But at the same time, that lasts but so long. Nostalgia lasts for so long. You know, you get nostalgic for exactly. like five or ten minutes and then it's on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So it's been I... an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Kyle. Mr. Hester. The pleasure has been mine. I, uh, I appreciate you having me on and then, you know, being able to... to uh, express myself hey. <laughs> if you will <laughs> i am i am extremely grateful uh uh and preacher six the indiegogo goes up sometime uh, saturday or sunday let's just say that right uh yeah to, yeah to help get this movie finished per se yeah and uh you also have a patreon uh what was that again yeah, kyle hester actor guy kyle hester actor guy at right at Kyle Hester, uh, Kyle Hester, actor. Yeah. On basically, if you go to either place and and just put in my name, it'll come up. Okay, good, 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 good. Because uh, uh, even on before I got you on Skype, there was a lot of Kyle Hester's. I was like, shit. But thankfully, you sent. Me oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of Kyle Hester's. Uh, so I wish you all the best of luck. All the Thank you, my all friend. the positivity in the world to you and and your wife and and your 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 producing company and your future with uh, Hollywood and all that. Um, yeah, I, I, dude, I'm so happy I got you on on this uh, on this show. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, man. And uh, yeah, anytime we'll do it again. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, let, you know, we could uh, talk some movies more. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Kyle Hester, actor, producer extraordinaire. Thank you so much, sir. You have a great weekend and a great day, great week, all that stuff. All right? Likewise, my friend. Be well. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. You have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was awesome. I love movies. And I'm so glad I got to talk to somebody in in the industry. Uh, it's so enlightening. It's amazing. Um, just thank you so much. 
that was Kyle Hester, folks. Um, go find uh, indie on Indiegogo, uh, Preacher Six, uh, Kyle Hester, actor, movie guy. Uh, also on Patreon. Um, yeah, support support indie film. Support indie film because it, even though it sounds like it's oh it's independent, no, we're all independent. You know. There are those who are dependent, but those of us who are independent, who are trying to make something of ourselves in, you know, everyday life, whether it's in, in uh, whatever profession we've chosen, we are independent uh, projects, and we all need some form of support. So, um, more power to Kyle Hester. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this was a, a, a joy. As much as it was a joy for me, it was a joy for you. Um, until next time, folks. Peace out.